And here they all come. That's such a great group of ladies that we have for this. Okay, everybody. Welcome and good morning to our February edition of Q7. And as you can tell, my guests, Sarah Rodriguez and ourselves, works for Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I hope it's a special day for you. And if you haven't had anyone say, you guys are awesome, let me just say that right now. You guys are awesome. So I want to introduce Sarah to you because I've had the opportunity of meeting her. Wow. How many years has it been, Sarah? It was a little bit before the pandemic, I think. It yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And Sarah um, was the president for NARIP, uh, the National Association of Hispanic Realtors. So it was a great opportunity to meet this lady. And she is just this powerhouse of energy and you can just tell by the smile on her face and that is what i want to share with you guys today is this woman who is creating this empire i'm going to go with empire sarah like and word. with what you're doing and it's so great to see a woman do this so first of all welcome to q7 Thank you, Sabrina. I'm honored to be here with a great, I already see a lot of ladies also dressed in red. Um, and like I told you, it's an honor for me. You know, the first time I met you, I was like instantly drawn to you. And I was like, wow, you are a smart, 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 and very charismatic lady. And I want to surround myself with other people who are like that. So thank you so much for having me here. Well, here's the good news. The women that are on this call are the exact definition of what you just said. Powerhouses, amazing women who do amazing things. And that's why we love learning from each other. So we have the seven questions and I know that we always provide them first for everybody. So you guys know what we're doing. And I'm just gonna jump right into this, Sarah. Tell us, well, actually, you know what? Give us a little bit of background as to what you're doing and what you're building and how this is going. Sure. So my actual job that pays the bill is that I own a title company and uh, how we know each other is I was the national president for NAREP uh, for a few years. I'm now currently the chairwoman for the Hispanic Wealth Project. And about, you know, when I started with NAREP, I started as an employee of a title company. I am an attorney. And then about five years ago, I decided that I wanted to do something bigger. So I created my title company. Um, with the intent of being able to provide opportunities for other women around the country to be able to become business owners or be able to have a little bit of the piece of the pie. So since we started five years ago, we have, I'm, I'm based out of Virginia, but we've opened a few offices in Virginia, Maryland, DC, Florida, and now we are about to open in another state. So we've been a little bit busy. Think you can be any other way so that is amazing and i just love the fact of what you are creating and what you are doing and the comment that you just made about five years ago you decided you want to do something bigger and that is something ladies that you know there is no limitation on us there is no one who said you can only do this in this box you can do whatever you set your mind to. And to me, Sarah is that perfect example of this. So tell us about your average day, because it sounds like you're busy. 
Yeah. So there is no average day when you're a business owner. And I think, um, but I have noticed that when I have a little bit of more of a semblance of uh, things that I do every day, that that helps me become more efficient, feel better. So even if I'm traveling and I travel a lot since December, I've been traveling every single week. I start every single day working out. It doesn't matter if I don't want to. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling. I get my butt up and I go, even if I'm not feeling it, if I'm traveling from the East Coast to California or vice versa, I get up and I get on a treadmill. I find a way. I move my body. It's not a, I have to work out, but it's like I get to move and feel comfortable with my body. And that puts my mind in the right space. The second thing that I do is that I know every day even it's going to be chaos, right? So I need to get my mind straight. So I have quiet time. Now I have three boys. One of them is in college, but I still have two at home. So there's a lot of chaos in the mornings, but I always find a minute to just sit down and kind of write my intention for the day. Even if it's just a, hey, today I just get to survive. Today I'm just going to survive the day. But there's other days where I'm looking for ways of what is the intention? What am I going to accomplish today that's going to help me get closer to my goals? Now, um, I'm very disciplined with how I run my days. Uh, they don't always work that way. But I usually have a calendar of things that are my important things that I have to get done that day that I've already looked at the night before. So even if I get to the office wow. and this happens, right? Because it always happens. People come in my door. I get a call that I wasn't expecting. I know that I can't go home until these three money-making activities are done. Mm. So I might not uh, ladies, them write day. that point down. Yeah. The three money-making things are done. No matter what happens, you're, you have a commitment to accomplishing those three things. Boy, because we all can relate to getting off track on our day and things happen and all of that. So please continue. But that was a great point. And when you're a business owner, you know, I started realizing that a lot of the time I would spend and I would get sucked in into the the paperwork or things that keep me being able to run a business. But it's like, you know, I didn't want to go like this. I needed to focus on my prospecting. So I know my three money making activities every single day that I have to do. And then I make sure the rest of it is there. Um, before I leave every day, I look at my next day and then I look at the week. And I look and see, okay, did a count, did something get on my calendar that is really not like, maybe I just said yes, that moment, because I felt guilted into it, but it's really not going to get me closer to what my goals are. Then I will look at it and say, you know what, this week, I'm not, it's not going to accomplish what I want. So I'm either going to reschedule or try to do something else different. But I look at my next day because that way it helps me gear up for the next day so that I come in with intention. So I know, for example, like I said, I'm a mom of three and my youngest is 10. So, and the, I have a junior in, in high school. So sometimes things get pop up on my calendar, like, you know, student, you know, I got to call the school or the teacher. So I'll look at my calendar and say, okay, these are things that I can't move. But now I have this, you know, go on my calendar at the last minute. I still need to squeeze these activities in. So when am I going to do it? So that way, when I come in the day, no matter what comes at me, I have a center of what I have to do and I don't let anything else deter me from that center. 
You know, it's interesting because there are certain things in life that we've all made a commitment to. You know, if something happened with your child, you guys would drop everything and run and do that. If something happened to a spouse, there's certain priorities that always exist. And what you're saying is you just look at that schedule and say, what is the priority that has to get accomplished today? And then you do it. So good for you on that. It is amazing. And I'll also say that idea of, you know, getting up every morning, not only does the treadmill get your body moving or whatever it is that you do, it also releases the stress. So whatever you do in the morning, that really sets the tone for your day. So Sarah, what would you say is your biggest obstacle that you face? Because it sounds like chaos is kind of a common thing for you. It is. So um, I'm a Latina. I'm originally from Puerto Rico and I was, you know, raised very Latina. So we have a hard time saying no and we can get, you know, we have a really hard time setting boundaries. It's really easy to guilt trip me into things that sometimes are not the best and highest use of my time. So one of the things that I've actually been working on with my coaching at, you know, my Ferry is to learn how to create those boundaries for myself right? A lot of the times we get into business or real estate or whatever it is because of something. My why is my kids. I wanted to create actual generational wealth for my kids and my family. But then I realized that I was starting to say yes to all these things and not spending time with my family or my kids. So I'm burning myself out and I'm in a, you know, I'm doing all this work, but it's not getting me too closer to my why. So my biggest problem is sometimes like I'm an open door person. I'm very personable. I love talking to people, but sometimes I walk into my office and I've got to close the door and the inner Latina in me feels bad, right? Like I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm inaccessible. And I have to tell people like, I'm really busy today. I've got this other stuff going on. So I'm going to close the door to create a boundary for me to be able to time management, but I still struggle with it a lot. And it is, you know, here's the thing for all of us to remember, there is no arrival. This is a journey. And every day we have a whole new set of circumstances. We have things that come up. And I love the fact that you just look at it and say, okay, what is a weak, well, not a weakness. What is a trait of mine that may get in my way? And as you said, saying yes to everything. So learning to say no, learning can to control your time, close the door. Those are really good points. You're doing awesome on this. Thank you, Sarah. So you've mentioned that you have the three boys. How do you manage your time with your family and traveling and you know being at work? And do you go home at a set time? How do you do that? How do you manage family and business? So, you know, uh, my husband's in the military and he was active duty and now he's in the reserves. And when I first started my business, I would work 18, 19 hour days, seven days a week. And I would come home crying and say, I'm overwhelmed. I can't, you know, I'm doing this to better my family, but I'm dying. Like I'm working nonstop. And I said, and I feel like no matter how hard I work, nobody's ever happy. And he sits down and he says, you know, the military says, that when your real job is is mad at you, when your family is mad at you and the reserves are mad at you, that's when you really create balance because you're balanced. So you're giving everybody the same. And that was a really weird way to look at it because that's not how I look at things. 
but it kind of helped me set back and say, you know, part of me having no boundaries or not being able to create boundaries means that I want to please everybody and I want everybody to be happy, but there's going to be a cost somewhere. Because if you only have a certain amount of water in a glass, yeah. you can only split it so many ways before it's dry. So mm-hmm. where I had to sit back and really think, and I, you know, we all have things that habits that we get into. So it's really important for all of us to sit back every once in a while and say, okay, am I being intentional with my time? And that's why I work really hard with my calendar and I look at my calendar, like I'm obsessed with my calendar because I'm always looking at if I'm going to go, if I'm saying yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. So if I'm going to go and do an event at night, that means I'm not going to be able to go with my kids, right? I'm not spending that night yeah. with my kids. So then how am I going to make up that time during the week? What am I going to say no to so that I can spend that time with my kids? And so I'm I'm very good at looking at my calendar and saying, okay, did I spend enough time this week in activities that have to do with intentionally being present for my kids and my husband? Um, did I, I don't bunch them together. Kids and husband are different. Did I spend enough time on yeah. myself and being able to pour, you know, cause if, you know, you always have to put your mask on first, your air mask on before you can help anybody else. And then am I doing the same for my business? Mm. Those are really good points. And I love the idea of looking at it and saying that you have a specific goal of family time with the boys, uh, with your husband separately, you know, in real estate and, and just in business in general, people always seem to struggle with balance. It seems like something takes over, but what I hear you saying is, you know, set some goals for each of your areas in your life that are important to you. And then work to fulfill those. And that's kind of that same momentum. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we mistake balance for like being at home. Well, that's not necessarily quality time with your kids, whereas setting something very specific is. And th- that's a great point. So you have mentioned a couple of times your calendar. The next question is always the one thing that you use to manage your day. And I'm going to assume it's your calendar. What kind of tips could you give us for how to follow our calendar better? Like, have you always been good at this? Does it just come naturally to you? <laughs> okay. So tell us how we do this. Not at all. In fact, I'm a Sagittarius. So Sagittarius by nature, we're, we're nomads. We're very gregarious. Like I love going in somewhere and seeing where the rabbit hole is going to take me. So it's been a huge thing um, for me to sit down and take a look at my calendar and be very disciplined about it. Like, again, I'm obsessed with it because I've seen that it's helped me become more efficient and have a better, better life. Um, but having to hold people accountable to it as well. So I time block like on Mondays, I time block thinking time, right? Because I know that we all need thinking time to be able to look at our business at a 50,000 view to see if we're going the right way or what's going on. Um, Sometimes when it's thinking time, I have a hard time if something else comes in to say, well, it's just thinking time. I'm just going to, you know, throw it by the wayside. So I think looking at what your actual why is, what do you want to accomplish and then making sure that you're creating your calendar around it. 
when I was at the retreat, um, when I saw you guys, one of the things that you guys said was that every so often you've got to go back and see, are things going like you want it to be? Because just like a yeah. boat, even if you're veering a little bit off, when you come and look at it months later, you're completely veered off what your goals are. So I'm very visual. I have my why and my goals everywhere where I can look at it. And that way, if somebody calls me and say, hey, do you want to go to whatever it is? I always look at it like, is this going to get me closer to my goal? If the answer is no, then I ask myself a second question. Will this fill any of my buckets? Is it going to fill my heart where I'm going to feel more excited or that I'm going to feel like, you know, super, um, you know, like, you know, like it filled my heart, right? Like I feel like that really filled my heart. Then if it's a no, right, if it's going to drain me, then I'm like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Now, if it says yes to any of those, then I will make a uh, time for it. That's an interesting way of looking at the things that come into your schedule or into your life. Um, and part of it is, you know, would it make your heart happy? I love that thought because there's so much pulling at everybody these days. And I just don't think especially as women, we don't take much time for ourselves. And then you feel guilty if you did take, a, you know, an hour for thinking time. It was like, really? I'd rather have an hour for sleeping time. But that is one of those things that you look at and go, you've got to be nurturing the what you're trying to accomplish. So great idea. So the next question dovetails perfectly into this. How do you handle it when you're overwhelmed? So it happens a lot, right? Like, you know, I remember sometimes the days where I was like, I need to get on the treadmill, but I'm really overwhelmed or I'm really angry. So I would cry while I'm running on the treadmill because, you know, you gotta, we're women. So we have to multitask, right? So I'm like, I'm so mad. And then again, I have boys. So boys tend to do things that like, I cry more about my kids probably than anything else. Um, what I try to do on days like that is number one, I give myself grace, which I think as women is very hard for us to do. We're so hard on ourselves. We have to be perfect at everything, right? We have to be perfect moms. We have to be perfect wives. We have to have a perfect house. We have to be perfect. Everybody's judging us, or at least that's how I feel. So I try to say, what is it that, you know, like if it was a friend coming to me, and saying, I'm overwhelmed, what would I tell my friend? And that's how I try to talk to myself. Um, if I'm really angry or overwhelmed, I'll step away and I'll go take a walk, go up and down the stairs, do something physical to take me out of it. And then if I'm a little more logical, which again, I'm Latina, I'll try to write down and say, okay, is this something that happened to me? Or is this something like, can I do anything about it? If I can't do anything about it, then I'm going to put it aside until I can process it later, but I'm going to continue to go with what I can. That is a great piece of advice. And, you know, on these calls, I will often share some of the mic insights that I get because having the amazing opportunity to be married to this man who when something goes really wrong and you're just sitting there going, I don't even know how to handle this. You look at Mike and Mike goes, okay, well, what are you going to do? What are the steps? Take the emotion out of it because it just drains you. 
the fear, the worry, the anger, anything that is a an emotion that we feel that is negative is just such a huge energy zapper. And then we have this ability to create it to be even a bigger problem. But with Mike, he always just sort of looks at me and goes, okay, well, it happened. What's the next step? <laughs> and I love the logic of that. So that is so it's true. Great. Like I remember one time um, I was, you know, I had my sick baby in a carrier and we were in a flight and somebody in front of me was being super obnoxious and they were like, like being really, really bad. The whole five hours I was stressed out. I was like angry. She slept the whole five hours. That taught me something. That's five hours of energy of my life that I, that I ruined for myself and it didn't impact her at all. So me being yeah. sad or overwhelmed or sad for those five hours changed nothing. It didn't make the situation better. It didn't help me because then I got into this loop about, you know, everything else. So it was like, there's only a certain amount of time and energy we have. What do you choose to spend it on? Oh, say that part again. There's only a limited time of, of amount of time and energy that you have. What are you choosing to spend it on? Isn't that a good thought, ladies? Like, seriously, we all go through challenges, problems, issues, business, family, all the things that you listed early, earlier, Sarah. And yet, really, is it worth all the emotion we put into it? And if we could all just take that one thought that Sarah just shared with us and literally try and look at whatever comes your way and take the emotion out of it. What is my next step? How do I move forward? How do I get? Because I, I love the fact that you say, and we all do it. There's so many times where somebody makes us mad or something. They don't even have a clue that we're upset and we're sitting there going, wah, 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 wah. amazing. So I love that. How about strengthening your mindset? Because you obviously have a strong mindset. I read a lot. I listen to podcasts. Um, I'm very careful with what I let in my brain, right? Like I don't, my husband, the other day I come home and he's like, did you listen to the news? I'm like, nope, I don't listen to the news at all. I don't, if something is important, somebody will tell me. I I can't yeah. let, if anybody's negative, I create boundaries. There's family members, there's friends that maybe are negative. And I just, you know what? I still need to call them. But you you limit that time. And I'm like, okay, da, 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 love you, see you. I'm putting it aside. I need to, I need to create the life that I want. And by doing that, I need to surround myself and my mind with things that are going to help me get to what I where I want to be. And where I want to be is somebody that's positive, that's creating a different way of thinking for my kids, for the people around me. So what is it that I consume? What is it that I have around me that is going to help me get to where I want to be? Very good advice. What are the things that you try and avoid? You said the news, and we all sort of have that from Mike all the time as well. He'll always say, stay away from that. What other things do you try and stay away from? Um, negative or gossipy people. I also uh, stay away from, believe it or not, social media. I post a lot because I have to for my work, but I don't ever go back and read comments or anything like that. I choose what I want to engage in and how I want to engage. 
Um, so I, I'm, I do protect my mental health very much by, by making sure that what I'm exposing myself and what I'm consuming is going to help my mindset, uh, and make it stronger, um, and not something that is going to be detrimental. You know, are the rest of you ladies hearing this underlying thought that Sarah's life is very purposeful? Mm -hmm. These are choices that we all have the opportunity of making and listening to you, Sarah. I, even I sit and sitting here going, where am I choosing to give away my power? Where am I choosing to make my life more difficult instead of easier? And it's been inspiring just to hear some of these things that you're talking about. What is the one piece of advice that you would give to all these amazing women as to how they can become even more amazing? So I thought about this one a lot and I'll say what, what helped me. I had to sit down and think about defining success for me. What was my definition of success? I think as women, there's not a lot of role models out there of people who are successful so we end up looking at role models of men who are successful mm. and men are very different to women. We have different value sets, way of thinking. So to me, it was like, when I defined what success really was for me, I stopped getting into this whirlwind of chasing the wrong things. Now, I think everybody who's here is here because you're ambitious and you want to create something bigger of your life. If not, you wouldn't be here. But we, I was spending a lot of time chasing the wrong things. Like I wanted to win just to win because I'm a winner. And then I was like, yeah, but that's not going to get me closer to what I really want in life. So am I really winning? Or did I just spend a month trying to prove myself to something that's really not going to matter? So when I Can define- you, Sarah, for me, my screen froze up. Could you say that one more time? What you just said? Cause I missed it. So I spent a lot of time trying to define what success was for me because like I, my type of personality, like I want to win, right? So people would be like, oh, what about this? And I'm like, I'm going to go win because I'm a winner and I'm going to win everything. And then I was like, did I really win? Or did I spend a month wasting my life because that's not getting me closer to my goals, but I won something. So I had to step back and say, do I really want to be part of that organization? Is it going to help me with where I want to go? Um, and sometimes where I want to go is not monetary is not ambitious. It's like, am I going to be a better person? Am I being part of that organization going to create me to become a better parent, a better spouse, a more fulfilled woman, woman, um, a better business owner? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be financial, but when I started defining what success meant to me and then sticking to my guns to do things that are going to drive me forward to my goals, then the rest of it kind of help because then I started delegating, right? Which is hard for me to do. Uh, I started surrounding myself with people. Like I, every time I see you, I'm like, I want a few minutes of your time, Sabrina, because you are where I, like I have some deficiencies in running my company and I see that you're doing it so well. So I want to learn from you. Who do I want to surround myself with? Who do I want to learn from? What do I need to do? And what do I need to spend my time in to be able to get to, to where I want? But you have to define what does winning look like for you? What is it that you really want to win at? You know, it's interesting because Mike has taught for years the five equities in life. And, you know, 
your business life, your family life, your spiritual life, your uh, monetary life, and your physical life. And he has said, set a goal in that. And I think we kind of, you know, sometimes we know things and then we forget about them. And when we hear someone talk the way you are, Sarah, of looking at it and simply saying, what is my goal? What do I want to accomplish in these areas? Sometimes I think we write something and then we really don't have the emotional buy-in to say, I'm going to do that. We seem to let ourselves off the hook way too easily and just say, I'll try it again next year. That is one of those little challenges that you look at. And one thing I will say to all of you ladies is I hope the one thing that you're getting from this is, as Sarah has pointed out so well, these are choices that we're making. It is, you have that power, you have that ability, and it's up to you to take that power and create that life that you want. I loved when you said there's, you know, there aren't a lot of role models, first of all. So everybody who is on this call has the ability to be a mentor to people around them and to be that example, because you guys are an amazing group of women. And I would just hope that you take the information that Sarah has shared with us today, because there were some really good points, and recap them. I have about a minute and a half left, Sarah. Do you have a favorite book or something that you enjoy reading that you could share with everybody as a final thought? I have. I actually read maybe three or four books a week. I love reading. I'm going to start reading. I had never read anything from Earl Nightingale, but after that, uh, I'm going to start reading it. Um, there's so many favorites, but again, one of the things that I will tell you is whatever is good for you, you can only define that. So if you start reading a book and you're like, this is not hitting me in my heart right now and I need something else, feel free to tell yourself, put it down and pick something else that will resound with you. It's all about those choices that you can make, um, you know, to be able to anything from Six Ziglar. I love Six Ziglar. I love, you know, anything inspirational, um, yeah. Maxwell. Um, and I have, you know, one of the things Mike said at the last retreat was, which I hadn't done and I started doing it. It's been a game changer. Um, during the day, I'm so focused. And sometimes I have like, I'll pick up a book and I'll just read something inspirational and that'll change my whole day. So ladies, Thank you. Sarah has set the bar pretty high for us. We all have a few adjustments I think that we can make and it is now the top of the hour. So as I always say, we start on time, we end on time. Please feel free to share this link with anyone that you think would benefit from this. Um, it is not meant to be just limited. I'm always so grateful for the people who come and participate on the call, but I know a lot of people will watch it after as well. So feel free to share it. Sarah, thank you. You've been amazing. I really appreciate your time and everyone happy Valentine's Day and we'll see you next month again on Q7. Bye everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Thank you, Sabrina. Thank you, everyone.